Our preaching text comes to us from the letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from God's glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Christ is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you've been in worship with us for the last few weeks, you will hopefully remember that we have been walking through a sermon series on generosity and generous living. Throughout the last three weeks, we have been asking ourselves some challenging questions about our resources our relationship to our resources, and how God might be calling us to use our resources. These are not easy questions to wrestle with, and you've wrestled with them as a congregation quite beautifully. But we have one more question to ask ourselves this morning. What do I need to do to commit or recommit myself to generous living? What do I need to do to commit or recommit myself to generous living. Now, some of you may have put two and two together and realized that today is not simply the last day of our sermon series, but it is, in fact, Pledge Sunday. And I just happen to have the privilege of being the only pastor here on the day where we ask you to make commitments to the church, which is one of the more uncomfortable moments in the life of a minister. All joking aside, however, I don't believe... This conversation necessarily has to be this way. You know, this thing that's full of discomfort or something taboo that we don't talk about in church. That's not to say that the conversation around generous living or money, finances, and giving isn't important. It certainly is. But I want to invite us, as we've been invited to do for the last three weeks, to think about this question. How do I need to commit myself or recommit myself to generous living through a theological or a spiritual lens, I want to invite us to continue thinking about why we do the things that we do, why we commit to the things we commit to, and why when the rubber meets the road and when we fall off the wagon a time or two, why it might be important for us to find ways to recommit ourselves to God's purposes. In addition to today being the last Sunday of the stewardship series, 
and therefore Pledge Sunday. Today is also an important day in the liturgical calendar. It is Christ the King Sunday. Now, Christ the King Sunday often gets lost in the shuffle of Thanksgiving celebrations and preparation for Advent. Just happens to be the place it falls in the year. But I find this day to actually be one of the more hopeful days in the church calendar. It's a day where we proclaim the lordship of Christ, the reign of Christ over everything. As people who follow Christ and claim Christ as our Lord, this day reminds us that Jesus reigns over our work and vocation, our relationships, our time, our very ways of living, and you guessed it, our resources. As people who might be trying to discern how God is at work in the world, this day reminds us that Christ is reigning over the lives of our loved ones who may have fallen ill, the circumstances of our families or our friends that are far beyond our control, the state of our nation, the relations of the world, the things that seem so much bigger than we are and are much bigger than we are, that often leave us feeling helpless and hopeless. This day reminds us that we proclaim hope in a God who is with us and who reigns within and among us. This hope is not an easy hope to proclaim. Oftentimes we may find ourselves struggling to believe it for ourselves, much less to proclaim it for others. But this hope is not just about a feeling or a belief. It's all wrapped up in our living, our doing, our being. This hope, this proclamation that Christ reigns over all things and all circumstances is a hope that we proclaim not just with the words of our mouths, but also with the ways that we live, our actions and our commitments. In fact, the more I think about it, there isn't a more perfect Sunday for these two events to collide with one another. By celebrating Christ the King Sunday at the same time as Pledge Sunday, we're recognizing that Jesus reigns over all things through the power of God the Creator. And through the Holy Spirit's work in our lives, we proclaim Christ as Lord over all that we have, all that we are. Which means that if we allow ourselves to proclaim this hope, to really commit ourselves to this hope by the way of our giving and offering of our lives, we get to become a part of the healing that God is doing in the world. We are partnering with God to reveal to those who are hurting in the world that the pain of this life does not have the final word, that Christ's lordship and God's kingdom will reign over all that is painful and all that is harmful in this life. I like to think that the hope we proclaim on Christ the King Sunday is a reminder of the covenant that God makes with us, a covenant of love and forgiveness, a covenant of eternal presence, of grace and peace. But the thing about covenants is that they require an agreement with another party, us. In this case, that means that by participating in this covenant, it requires a bit of a commitment on our end by us, God's people. And covenant and commitment are not always easy. 
especially when it feels like it requires something of us that we don't know that we can give. Since I was nine years old, I have struggled immensely with my body image and my weight. Join the club, everyone does this. As a woman, this is common. As a southern woman, it's practically a mandate. (laughs) But as a human being, male or female, it is practically embedded in our DNA to always pick apart the things that we dislike about ourselves, right? I don't think that this is necessarily helpful. I actually think it's very harmful because the size of one's body does not determine the quality of health of a person. But this summer, I had to have a bit of a come to Jesus with myself regarding uh, the quality of my health, per se. After a couple of difficult personal years, I found out that I had developed some pretty poor coping habits, aka overeating. (laughs) And this had resulted in high cholesterol and high blood pressure. And I am only 27. (laughs) So... Needless to say, I was terrified when I got my physical back. I was like, I catastrophize a lot, so I immediately was like, I'm going to have a heart attack in a year. (laughs) This is it. I need to get my will in order. (laughs) I need to make sure everything's arranged. I had lived most of my life with the same set of habits and had never gotten results like this from a physical, so I knew that I needed to change some things. In fact, I knew I needed to change just about everything. I needed to recommit myself to some better health habits. So since then, I have been begrudgingly going to the gym regularly. (laughs) I have significantly cut out red meat from my diet. I've been eating more fish. I've even been taking my vitamins, drinking more water, eating vegetables, and even eating less pizza, which for me is a huge undertaking. (laughs) And after being at this for a few months, I'm thankful that I've been seeing a bit of results. However, listing this litany of healthy habits is not a full picture of what this journey has been. (laughs) It has been filled with intentional and unintentional cheat days. There have been days where I've eaten more sugary snacks than I care to admit, and then because of my shame, (laughs) I don't even bother to go to the gym and try to work it off. There have also been days or weeks where I just haven't been able to mentally get myself motivated to do just about anything, much less go to the gym and exercise. Am I right? And there are days, friends, where because I have exercised, I will justify eating more pizza because I deserve it. (laughs) I earned it. (laughs) I'm sure that there will be some weeks where I do really well, where I'm really proud of myself. And there will be some weeks where I will do very poorly (laughs) and be not so proud of myself. There may even be some seasons of my life down the road because no one knows what life may bring where I have to have this same conversation with myself, where I have to have this same come-to-Jesus moment of, you might need to change just about everything. Because life gets in the way. Changing habits is hard. And making commitments is hard. Some commitments are harder than others. And every day, it seems that we have to find it within us to recommit ourselves to these things. The writer of our text for this morning seemed to understand this. They seem to understand that sometimes we forget what our why is. 
that we forget the foundational reasons why we do anything that we do when the seasons of life are not as kind to us. And on this Christ the King Sunday, we proclaim that our foundational reason is Jesus Christ. The author writes, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things on heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or powers, all things have been created through Christ and for Christ. Now, upon first reading this, it's easy to think, sure, that makes sense. Everything's created for God. Don't get too attached. Give it all back. And in a way, that's true, but that's not the only thing at work in this text. When we remember that all things are created through Christ and for Christ, it reminds us that when we offer ourselves, our lives, and our resources, all things created through and for Christ, that we are partnering with Christ in the healing of the world. The text goes on to declare that in Christ the fullness of God was pleased to dwell That because of God's great love for humanity, God had made peace through Jesus Christ. And honoring Christ's reign with the resources we have been given by God, it's the ultimate way to participate in bringing the kingdom to earth. This is part of the commitment we make when we take our vows of membership. We vow, we commit to support the ministries of the church, with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our witness, our service. Just last week, we had a wonderful group of people who came up here and modeled that for us by making that declaration before the whole congregation and ultimately reminding us of the vows that we took upon the day of our own membership, reminding us of the commitments we've made not just to the church but to the purposes of God. This great commitment, committing ourselves to God's will, God's purposes, God's hopes and dreams for the world is not easy. It's no small task. And often, like maintaining a healthy lifestyle, it's very hard to keep. This is why the writer of Colossians begins their address by praying, may you be made strong with the strength that comes from God's glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to God who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints. God, who reigns within us and over all things, knows that commitment to generous living is hard, knows that commitment to a different way of living is hard. But when we do it, When we commit ourselves with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, we get to be a part of bringing healing to the world. We get to be a part of showing people that God is a limitless love. We get to be a part of feeding those who are hungry in our own community and around the world. We get to be a part of relief efforts when unimaginable tragedy strikes. We get to be a part of giving someone an education when they didn't even dream it was an option for them. 
We get to be a part of transforming the world when we just give of ourselves and our resources. So friends, as we prepare to close this morning, I want to invite us to think prayerfully. What are some commitments that we can make? Whether that's by giving our time to volunteer with children and youth, financial contributions to further the various ministries of the local church or the global church, maybe even our talents to offer in worship by reading or playing music, anything. What are some commitments that we can make to transform the life of this church so that God's kingdom can reign in full? Each of you should have received a pledge card in your bulletins this morning. This is not the first time you're going to see this. I think you're also going to get mailed one. Uh, (laughs) But it should look a bit like this. And obviously on the front there's a little dollar sign for you. Um, But on the back there's a little bit more. There are options for being lay readers, ushers, volunteering for mission projects, helping to serve communion, wanting to serve on a committee, being a counter, anything that you feel you might be able to offer your gifts with in this church. It's an option here because we recognize that in this church and in the world, giving and generosity, generous living is not just a monetary thing. It is something we do with our whole lives. And so as we enter into a time of contemplation and song, I invite you to just pray and think through the ways God might be calling you to use your resources to commit or recommit yourself to a life of generous living. When it comes time for our offering, you're welcome to put your completed card in the offering plate, and we will continue with worship.